podcast and I want it to be back. Well, you're in luck because we're back with an exciting Dude. episode. Fun. Just fantastic. <laughs> Another exciting episode of What Are We Even great Doing? Great song. Yes, it is. Yeah, great song. Great song. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Braden Ben, otherwise known as Damien Deschain. I don't know why I keep saying my last name. I don't either. And I'm Tom Parashow, otherwise <laughs> known as Christian Rose. Uh, Parashow, that's a really good tag team. Not almost, but all right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're here today to talk to you about a program, a show that I had forgotten and was kind of confused as to why it was chosen. Backlash, two thousand and four. <laughs> WrestleMania Backlash. No, I mean. <laughs> uh. Anyways, uh, before we get to the undercard, though, let's read that flyer. You got any wrestling oh, okay. news you want to talk about? See, I was unaware that we were going to start this segment this time. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So it could be an editorial, maybe an opinion, um, something that would go in a newspaper. Welcome to the Ask Braden section of sure. <laughs> of the flyer, the ABBA, if you will. Ask Braden anything. Hmm. Um, Braden, what is Kane's best theme? Oh, <laughs> well, you God, see, no. <laughs> It is uh, the original oh theme. God. Going back to this, hell. <laughs> well, you're uh, putting me on the spot, Tom. You debuted a segment without got, me knowing. Do you have news or not? What no. news do you bring? I don't. I thought right. we were going to have the news this time at least. I'll have news next time. My sources are a farce. Uh, My sources tell me that you're actually Christian Rose. <laughs> My sources tell me that you're actually a dangerous stiff shooter. Well, my your sources are right, <laughs> but clearly mine are wrong. Uh, <laughs> don't fuck with Braden. Uh, so, damn right. Then you know what? Let's just. I I, I have no news. Uh, See, I was unaware that you were going to start this segment. This at, like because we talked about it this today. Only now, now that I think about this segment or whatever, I know we did on the last one. We were kind of doing it here. Uh, part of me is like, oh, maybe this was a mistake because it's going to require me to keep up to date with more wrestling. Yeah. You booked yourself into a corner, Tom. Son of a bitch. Checkmate. I lose. Um, Checkmate atheists. What? They're... <laughs> All right. Uh, let's just abandon this and move on. Well, Let us... I want to keep going with this segment in the future. Okay. But no, no, yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Ring the bell. Wow, that's some uh, that's a loud bottle there you got, Tom. It is actually. This is a What do you think our fucking logo is? You think it's a bottle? These were on sale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. What do you got for our undercard, sir? Uh Jesus you right there, Christ. Bud? You forget how to drink a diet coke? All well, right. you see it was filled all the way to the brim. Now, when you're expecting the Diet Coke to be room temperature and it's cold, it's a hard shock to the system. Uh, wow. What do I have for the undercard? I'll tell you what I've got for the undercard. Okay. Uh, things I have not yet gotten into. So, I was recently gifted by my dear Meg a handful of DVDs because she is a big friend and supporter of the show, and she listened to my rant about how much I miss having physical media and how much I had sold all these uh, DVDs. Physical media. That too. Uh, so she went on to a site called Macari. 
Mm, okay. Uh, which I also highly recommend. And found a, a little grab bag of wrestling random DVDs she purchased for me. Uh, a few FIP shows, a uh, compilation of chronicling the feud between BJ Whitmer and Jimmy Jacobs, which I'm excited to get into. But specifically, a best of Alex Shelley in Japan. Mm. And I started watching this bad boy earlier. I talked about it with you a little bit off the air. I'm going to talk about it now on the air. I love it. I'm a huge Alex Shelley fan. Very influential on, uh, maybe not my style now, but a few years ago. Huge influence on my style. Uh, There's a lot of people that I think don't realize that they're stealing from Alex Shelley, but they are. Johnny Gargano aped a lot from Alex Shelley. Mm. And so now the people that are influenced by Johnny Gargano are then transitively influenced by Alex Shelley. Yeah. That's just the way that it goes. Uh, by the transitive property. Correct. Uh, so I watched a handful of matches on there featuring, like, there's Masato Tanaka and Dick Togo. and Dick to go. Dick to go. Former friend of the show. Yep. And uh, former friend. He's an enemy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I realize. What are we even doing? Uh, but, uh. Oh, no. <laughs> I think that's a pretty accurate impression of Dick Togo. Maybe. I've never heard him talk. It, to me, it just sounded like stereotypical Asian, and that's. But what if he sounds like a stereotypical... Well, then maybe you're right, Tom, but uh, I didn't realize that when all I... Right. I Anyways, uh, it also features Brian Kendrick, or as he has announced on one of this show, uh, Leonardo Spanky. Yeah. Because he looks like Leonardo DiCaprio. Literally, I, I mentioned this to you off air, uh, comes to the ring to the My Heart Will Go On song from Titanic. Just, just incredible. Uh, no, that's a different wrestler, actually. Um... Oh, <laughs> nicely done. Uh, it also features um, Hadaka, which is a great cruiserweight wrestler that, uh, again, very influential, and a lot of people don't realize you're stealing from Hadaka. Uh, but yeah, got into that DVD earlier today, watched a couple of matches on it, can't wait to finish it. Just great, great stuff. Uh, Hell yeah. I, I recommend this. Uh, we watched a little bit of FIP earlier. <laughs> we sure did. And uh, there were some... It happened. Um, Brother, rough. Heartbreak Express. Rough. Yeah, LaDuke Jakes. uh, Rough. Gigging himself far too hard and just pouring blood. If the match had gone as long as Judgment Day 04, Eddie and... uh, um, Bradshaw. Bradshaw. It might have been worse. Mm. With how much blood there was in such a short amount of time, my phone is going apeshit. (laughs) We get it. You're popular. Um, Yeah, so I've also been watching a handful of broadcast wrestling recently. Um, I think it was a week, maybe two weeks ago. I was off work on a Friday. Had a great Friday. Sat down was like, oh man, Dynamite's on Friday tonight. I've been drinking for hours. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch four hours of broadcast television wrestling. Spoiler. I did not do that as I (laughs) fell asleep almost immediately. There you go. Um, But I have actually, since then, I've caught back up on it. Um, Dynamite's been solid. SmackDown's been fantastic. Raw has sucked every bit of dog ass in the Western Hemisphere. Yes. And that's pretty much it. I I have no concept of NXT anymore. Really? See, I've never really been one of the one to tune in to NXT as it was happening. I Uh. loved it before they went to USA. When it was a one-hour show, yeah, that for me, goddamn, that was almost a perfect wrestling product. And now I couldn't fucking care if I wanted to. Unfortunate. But 
Whatever. Uh, do you got anything for this undercard or no? I do not. Cool. Uh, so basically, to summarize mine, watch Alex Shelley. Especially if you're listening to this and you're a wrestler, a young wrestler, an aspiring wrestler, watch Alex Mother Fucking Shelley. Not Alex Riley. No. The just the Miz XL. Don't watch him. No. God no. Oh God no. <laughs> no. All right. So. Anyway, um, so are we ready to get to the main event? To the main event of the evening. A pay-per-view scheduled for two hours and 35 minutes. Is that actually the runtime? I do believe so. Then for the two in the room, the three in the house, and the dozens listening around the world, ladies and gentlemen, Let's get ready to backlash. Oh four! Wow, that was uh, that's pretty. That was pretty good. I did the best I can. Yeah. Uh, why so, did you pick this? Would you believe that I've seen one match on this show and so, not the rest of it? Yet again, as I was watching, I was like, I feel like this is one of those ones where he's seen one match on it, and I didn't know what it was until I got to it. And I was like, aha! There it is. Well, you'd be wrong, because mm. I've not seen that match. What? I have a, uh, I've, I've run out, guys, let me open the curtain. I've run out of shows where <laughs> I've, I've seen one match and not the rest of the show. I, I worked my brain so hard that you could call me Brock Lesnar in SummerSlam 2013. Like, Woo! Woo! I could not find now, one. Now, it is interesting, though, that it's taken, we're now on episode 33? Yeah. Yeah. Coming still relatively fresh off our glorious 30th anniversary. 33 shows before you could break your format of having only seen... Yeah, and I've done... Now, granted, we've had a few where we had guest pick, you know, and... We've had our break in the formats. We've had... I've had ones where I... I, We watched my first pay-per-view I ever watched. Sure. We watched my first Mania I ever watched. Right. So we've had a little bit breaking, but I think I have a new format going forward that it's going to yield many results and... Open my eyes. Now, to, are you to new aware? Things. Are you able to tell us what that format is? Yes, I'm going to. I'm. Gl- okay. I'm so glad you asked, Tom. Why? Thank you. <laughs> um, so an important match, or a match that I've heard of, a match that that I think that many people say is good that okay. I have never seen before. Okay. This one specifically being Orton versus Mick Foley. Sure. I've never. I've never now, seen so, this. So I'm. So just to clarify, you had not seen this until you watched this for this show. Correct. I can't fucking wait to get to it <laughs> dude because um i feel like because there's a lot of ones where i'm like I'll, i've say i'll say i've never seen that and you're like you've never fucking seen that but this is also kind of an old theme from some of our very early episodes where it's like we did king of the ring 98 taker and, and foley in the cell which we kind of I, I think mutually agreed is an important match more than it is a good match yes so so is that kind of the like kind, the, the loose foundation of what you're going for here, where it's just something kinda, that, that you you've heard of through the fucking grapevine. Let me just let me just spoil at least one of them. <gasps> um, Shawn Michaels versus Taker. <laughs> what? Wait, which one? Uh, the second one. I I think I have seen the first one. Okay, but I didn't want to do another mania this quick, this close after because I'm trying to also back uh, backlash. I'm also trying to branch out to other. Uh, pay-per-views. We also, by the way, we're not 
beholden to pay-per-views. At some point, I would like to do an episode of, I don't know, Raw. That's, maybe, that's maybe true, Ni- too. Maybe, God forbid, Nitro. That's true. Don't glare but at me. But, like, um... <laughs> Uh, just so you're like, talking, you're talking Sean Taker, uh, streak versus career. Yeah. So I've never were I seen to that. argue, or not argue? Were I to to guesstimate, you've seen the video package for it because I'm pretty sure I've held you down. Probably plus running up that hill. I'm pretty sure I've held you down and held your eyes open, clockwork orange. So I've been like, you look at this, because <laughs> uh, it's of all the great video packages that the Fed has done, that's probably the one. All right. Um. Other ones that I know that I I want to do at some point because the ultimate goal of this is to branch out, right? Broaden your so, horizons. Find a horizontal broad. One that's on. Oh, wow, folks! <laughs> one that's on the fuck board. Yep. Eventually is uh, um, Stone Cold versus Bret Hart. Uh, Mania thirteen. Correct. Yep. Never seen it. Really interesting. Okay, that'll be great to get it. So that's what I'm. That's my new goal here. Sure, sure, sure. For that's watching, awesome. that's, for awesome. I, I that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a possum. There's something in the garbage out there. It's a possum. Uh, <laughs> oh, who's that? Oh, that's Austin. I used to watch uh, TGIF back in the '90s. That's Blossom. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yes, wow. thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Who's that, uh, Dakota, Dakota from, uh, the Cat in the Hat movie? Oh, yeah, her last, well, wait, I can't think of it, never mind. I lost it. Dakota. I lost it. Fanning? I lost it. Dakota, I don't know where I was going with that one. Also, you know someone who's in the, stroke. you know someone who's in the Cat in the Hat movie that's not Mike Myers? (laughs) You're fair, you're fair. All right. I think I just had I'm going to re-listen to that moment because it's confusing to me right now and it will only be more confusing to me in the future. Correct. I think I'm there with you. If anyone else is Where's listening to phone? this... phone? I almost want to look anyone, If anyone... I don't even know what I was thinking of. Do, do I have the IMDB app on my phone? You're goddamn right I do. So, am I going to be the first person to ever look up the cat in the hat movie on it? You goddamn right I am. So I'm going to tell you right now, um, anyone out there... Uh, ask me about this moment, I'm not going to be able to tell you what I was thinking. It's Dakota Fanning. Yeah, you're I, right. I, I don't know I, what I, I was thinking. I don't know how you were going to make that rhyme with awesome. <laughs> Honestly, me neither. <laughs> That's Dakota Fanning. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost better. That's almost better, dude. <laughs> it, just has nothing. it doesn't follow the format of the joke at all. Should we explain this joke? So, we've, uh, we've talked about The Undertaker's cameo where... The clip that's been taken is just, that's awesome. In regards to, like, a child playing t-ball. Something. I don't know. But the, we've taken that joke, and we've made it rhyme with it, and then we've also taken the joke earlier today and made it just not at all. Just just taking things that don't match the delivery, but with that delivery. Yeah. So, like, one of them was, uh, hey, what did you think of that burger restaurant? That's mediocre. <laughs> you know, like it's the just... idea of just forcefully saying <laughs> something that doesn't match that delivery. Yeah, exactly. Uh, th- this is also done on The Simpsons at one point, where it's just like Lenny over there just can't stop smiling. This is the worst day of my life. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think now that my stroke is done and whatever I was thinking of is gone, 
We should get into the show. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea. Uh, so I do have to say before we get into the show that there is a call by Jr. I told you this off yep, the air. Yep. I'm going to tell you on the air. There's this call by Jr. that is going to break your feeble fucking brain because you do it to me all the time, and I it's time Bring for it me, me to the, later. When I'm we get so to glad it. that I got feeble brain over with everyone that I speak with. <laughs> all right. Uh, great opening video package, by yes, the way. Uh, yes, I, I love that. Um, the oh. phrase lightning in a bottle, which I actually used on our previous episode, but n- yeah. not entirely because I was influenced by this video package. Uh, mm-hmm. Great pay-per-view. Uh, I, I, this is a th- something I'm going to bring up now that it's a note for at the end. Ballsy move, I think, to just run this back. Like, hey, we just did this very unbelievably great, well-received, and very well-built triple threat at Mania. Yeah. Do it again. Which is the the... the... Um, the thought behind Hogan and Rock from the last mm-hmm. episode that we just did, which didn't pay off, right, did this right. one pay off? Stay, Stay tuned. tuned. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I want to talk about pay per view theme songs real quick. So this one, it's Eyes Wired Shut. I cannot remember the name of the band. I don't want to look it up. Uh, there was this time period where I could tell you so many different pay per view theme songs. And I loved having a different song for each pay-per-view. So, like, for example, uh, Survivor Series, when they debuted the Elimination Chamber. So that would have been 02? 02? Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, the theme for that pay-per-view being Always by Saliva. Mm. Incredible. Did it sound exactly like Batista's? Not quite. Theme? Okay. <laughs> uh, I love that. Uh, there's a Survivor Series, I think it's actually 04. Five, where the theme song is the song Ugly by the Exes, which I do remember. It's their only hit. Song fucking rules. And I I don't know, man. I loved knowing different pay-per-view theme songs, but now I feel like there's a pay-per-view every 72 hours, <laughs> and two of four of them are... Uh, the theme song is by Poppy, and <laughs> that's where we're at. Like, yeah. Like back, dude, everything sucks now. Remedy, dude. Like yes, Seether. Remedy. Yeah, that fucking that was my childhood, dude. Which pay per view was that? SummerSlam '05. Okay, okay. Uh, great song. Great. By the way, Seether. Like people want to like knock like early aughts rock bands or whatever and call them fart rock and butt rock. You can call them whatever you want. I don't care if it makes you feel cool. Great, man. You're you're real fucking edgy. Seether's great. Yeah. Seether has a shit ton of great fucking songs. Among the lists of bands that are good despite people hating them for no reason, Nickelback to, yep. a, to, to a certain extent. I, I, I some, some of them, I'm like, okay, I get what you're saying here. They have they have more good songs than people will ever give them credit for. Correct. Uh, Creed. Sure. Creed, don't you even say sure. Creed rules. That, that was an affirmative response. All right, fine. And Seether. I don't want to fight. Uh, Limp Biscuit. I think everybody trolls Limp Biscuit now just because it's the funny, fun thing to do, just like booing Cena. Yeah. See, I don't. Fuck me. That that one doesn't hit me quite as much, but I can respect that one. Uh, Fuck, what else was was the hotness during that time period? Uh, Corn. Corn (laughs) has a shit ton of catchy songs. Good? Mm -hmm. No. Catchy? Yes. And hey, man, I'll, I'll say this making a catchy song is fucking hard. Yeah. There it is. It is. Uh, I'm coming undone. So, uh, 
<laughs> Opening. <Huh? laughs> wow. Shelton Benjamin. Yep. Versus Ric Flair. Uh, Shelton's theme song. Now I'm going to borrow this quote from John Morrison. It says, ain't no stopping me now. Which mm-hmm. technically means he could be stopped at any moment. Uh, what? It's a double negative. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I, horrid music for Flair. Th- this was that yeah, time period where they were just like, no, we're not going to use the 2001 Space Odyssey song or whatever the fuck it's called. What, it's what? like it's it's like a weird version of it, but it's not. It sounds like you're at a high school graduation and they're like terrified of getting copyright violations when they go on Facebook Live. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's awful. Um, Both men wearing red. Yeah, notice that. And only in Flair's case does it matter. Yep. <laughs> like, a lot of good uh, trivia from uh, JR on this. Flair won his first major title in 75, the year that Shelton was born. Wow. Which, by the way, now makes Shelton 46. And he's still awesome. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Dude. Flair does floor bumps. He sure does. That back body drop. Why? For what reason? I I very much enjoyed... He's a hundred years old. (laughs) (laughs) And this is in 04. Uh, (laughs) The the beginning of this, I actually very much enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Like, it was fun for me to watch and be like, okay, you talk about a clash of styles. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know... Obviously, the age gap, the experience gap, yeah. you know, everything else. Really actually did enjoy it. Uh, there's this a uh, couple of years in between. Actually, it's honestly, it's your sweet spot of uh, wrestling fandom where, yeah, we're working and we're calling stuff on the fly and we're adjusting. And then it segues into this is completely scripted and we're not going to deviate from what we have planned regardless of what the audience does. The, to me, I think is that sweet spot though. Before that, is so good. This mm-hmm. is in that sweet spot because they even do the bit where like Shelton charges him in the corner and Flair moves, and Shelton does the like leap to the top rope, yeah, which is unbelievably impressive, and nothing comes from it. And it's like, is Flair supposed to feed for something here, and he doesn't? And then Shelton just kind of hops down. Yeah, like yeah, I, 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 I like shit like that. Though. Mm-hmm. Not everything has to be like. Well, boom, feed for this, feed for this. Like, it's cool when things can lead to that, but it's like... It's kind of nice to see the seams. Yes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um. So, the people cheering for Flair cheating is just... I love that so much. Got to. When you're, when you're that beloved that you can thumb someone's eye and get cheers... Yeah. I, th- I think the only other person to get cheered for cheating is Eddie. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, just beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, I, I I like this one. Decent. Yeah. Solid opener. I didn't... I feel Odd. like the finish was weird. By the way, that, in my notes, that's going to be a recurring theme here. Really? There's a, I, I think there's a lot of odd or interesting finishes on the show. So Shelby's okay. over with a, a, a springboard bulldog? It, it was a clothesline. Or a springboard what, clothesline? what it looks like to me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't quite remember. Sorry. Uh... Part of me thinks it's because at this point he was doing the, the T-Bone suplex power slam thing, and I bet Flair was kind of like, I can't take that. <laughs> yeah. And this is just what they came up with. Which to me is an odd choice because now I'm conditioned to think, well, why not just have Shelton win with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, 
but I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. In, in some sense, I'm okay with it because I'm actually big on the idea of like winning a match with a move that's not your finish and not a roll up. Yeah, that's fair. It was just an odd thing to yeah, see. Yeah, this one, like sometimes that can feel like oh okay, where this one was like oh yeah okay it, yeah agreed agreed. Entirely. You know what I mean? Yep. So then that was yeah that was good. Then we had a Randy Orton promo. Yes, and we you and I touched on this earlier off air. This was not a good promo. I mean, I like Young Orton, but this is the very youth generic. On him. Yeah, this is a, holy lord. Like I can see what he's trying to go for here in this promo, but it's just yeah, it's kind of. Eh. And so I, I don't really want to come down on the guy because he's twenty three years old. Yeah, at this point. I mean, I'm probably going to be bad at promos until then anyway. Sure. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you could have just said. You could have just said, "Yeah." Instead, you were like, "Sure, you will continue to suck." Uh, no, um, sure, you'll get good at promos at twenty-three. Yeah, right. No, uh, yeah, it, it was something though. Uh, so next up, dude, what did we do? Coach's theme song is great. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, so next up, we've got. Coach versus Tajiri. Just. And I'm going to say this, and I say this as a compliment to this, but also as a scathing indictment to the current product. This match had a build. Yeah. And a build that was, like, decent. Yeah. And why was this so much better than I thought it was going to be? Uh, I think your expectations were unbelievably low. <laughs> You're right. Uh... But yeah, like this, uh, hang on two seconds. So, at one point, no, that's not it. Uh, <laughs> at one point, um, coach ducked early for the buzzsaw, had to yeah, come back that, up that. so that Only he could duck, duck on time. Yep, yeah. yep, I didn't notice that, which, again, he's, hang on. You should see the childish grin on Tom's face right now. It's great. <laughs> what? I mean, you sure? Uh, so just having to YouTube Jonathan Coachman first theme. Uh, Why did he have multiple? He he had a pretty good one later on too. Uh, but uh, I actually my problem with this match honestly is that it's just too long. Yeah. And it's not long, but it's too long. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because the novelty here should be like, oh shit, Coachman did an arm drag, you know, or, or Coachman ducked a kick or something like that. Not, he's genuinely laying on a heat right now. Yeah, exactly. I met my, one of my, okay, so there's two matches in a row with leg heat. Yep. But both of them make sense. Sure. Uh, so how about that drop kick though? To the back uh, of oh Coachman's my god! Head. Yeah, he he died. Like, he died. By the hard. way, that spot is great, and yeah. it's one of those ones where I'm like, I can't believe in this day that we live in now, where everyone's trying to be the most dangerous piece of shit they can be. I've never seen that done again. It genuinely murders him. Smoked. Uh, I called the tarantula as it happened. I was literally like, tarantula. Yep. Up into the tarantula. I was like, yep. yep. 
Got it. Uh, run in from Lance Cade, RIP. For why? This was... Lance Cade is a guy that, like, it, it kind of sucks that he... Obviously, it sucks that he passed away as young as he was. Yeah. Or in, in the first place. But that's a guy where I'm like, if they had ever really, truly figured out what to do with him... <laughs> because, like... Okay, so he does the bit here with Coach. Uh, at, he does the tag team thing with Trevor Murdoch, which was yep. easily his peak. Mm-hmm. And then he's Jericho's heater for a few months during the, the feud with Sean, and then he's gone, and then he passes away. Mm-hmm. And that's a big dude who was totally good in the ring, looked great, and it's just something where it's like, it wasn't that they didn't try. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they kept like, okay, we're going to do this with you, we're going to do this with you. It just never... The thing that, that sucks the most about that um, is that they had all summer... To figure it they out. Did. They did. <laughs> all summer! We, have we plugged the show yet? Not on this episode. July, I don't think we have, at least. Um, when does this come out? I think you should leave July 6th is when it comes out. Perhaps that's this, in the past, maybe it's in the future? This will... I believe this will come out afterwards. Don't correct me on Guys, that. Guys, we're trying to get that sweet sponsorship and money from Netflix. <laughs> If you if this has come out before, Fuck, let's take this show to Netflix. They say yes to everything. You're right. We could just be like, look, Netflix, pay us. We we will give you the lowest budgeted content imaginable. We will set up one fucking camera in this guest room when we record this wrestling theme podcast. It'll still Netflix be in this guest room. Us, yeah, and Netflix yes. will pay us forty million. Dollars. Oh my god. Dude, Netflix is an a, a ruthless corporation. They give everyone money to make garbage. This show's not that much garbage. We could easily be on Netflix. You're right. There's worse things on Netflix. I'm confident there are things on Netflix that have never been streamed. <laughs> I'm serious. Fair. Because That's there's so many fair. things on there. I guarantee you there's something... That has fallen through every crack. <laughs> and whenever John Netflix fires up his fucking supercomputer, he's like, Wow, nobody ever nobody ever streamed Sunglass Boy. Whatever the fuck that may be, I don't know. But uh, er, that's the amount of people that are gonna look that up is probably about two. You hear that, John? We're saving your company. Mm-hmm. One stream at a time. And we can save it further if you put us on it. But more Give us your motherfucking money. But more importantly, yes. whether this comes out before or after, July sixth is the premiere of I think you should leave season two. Yep. This sounds like a promotion, like an, it like does. an ad. It does. It does. But it's not. People now are going to think that we're actually on the payroll for Netflix. Dude, trust me, we would be bragging about having a sponsor till the fucking cows come home. We would be recording this in a mobile studio. Exactly. But more importantly, mobile. more importantly, watch it. Watch season one and two. We give Gotham back to you, the people. I drifted okay. into Bane. Yeah, uh, I, I I recognize that. Yeah, anyways, um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to no, be. No, you got to grade it on a curve. This yeah. isn't the Hogan curve, so I can actually do that. This is a different curve. Yeah, I refuse um, to. I refuse to use the Hogan curve. I don't even own one. I sold it on eBay. Use. Uh, <laughs> uh, I sold my uh, Hogan curve on eBay. So up next, though, we've got a slight rematch from Mania 20, which, yes. by the way, Mania 20, this to me is the underrated match of the night on that. Dude, I, lo- I thought Jericho this match, Christian, I thought their match ruled at Mania. It's very good. 
great chemistry between these two as tag partners and as opponents. I'm really hoping that they come back to it somehow, some way in AEW. I would love to see that. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Chris Jericho versus Christian and Trish Stratus. Uh, uh, this Christian my... Christian was a great tandem, and they they pulled the plug on it too soon. Yeah, I love this version of Christian. Aside from the yep. theme, <laughs> I didn't hate this theme. It, it it was eclipsed easily by every other one. I think. Hold on, I th- have we done this on the show? What? What? Okay, just close your eyes, right? Okay, yep. Story of on, the year. On... God damn it. Okay, I was going to say, on three, say the better, the oh, better I'm version sorry. of it, alright? One, two, three. Story, Story of, of the, the year. year. Thank you. Whoa, I didn't know that. Waterproof Blonde version is very good. I love the Story of the Year one. Correct. Um, the, Correct. The, the one that's Christian... Christian yep. at last year. That I think this is better than this one. I might give you that, yeah. And I think I've referenced it on here as well, but the forgotten Bohemian Rhapsody inspired one that he used like twice ever is I have yet to hear it, but I'll, I'll dig it up on YouTube when we're off this off the thing. Um Do not make our listeners suffer anymore. Suffer. No, okay. It's great. Uh um, So like this whole angle is a thing where it's like I very much love the performers in it because I'm a huge fan of of all three. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like the story because it's basically the movie. She's all that. Uh, it 100 percent is. I don't okay. give a shit what anyone says. Um, That's probably fair. but with a heel turn at the end. Yeah, which although it didn't make sense was fine because it was something. Uh, I I did enjoy this match though. Yes, I did. I love this gear from Christian. I don't yeah. know why I love yellow and red together in gear. Good combo. It's my favorite Benoit gear as well. But yet not Hogan. No, because that's red and yellow, you see. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. No, because his was just fucking tie-dye. Or just like yellow tights and red boots or whatever the fuck the combination was. Okay, sure. All right. This is like actually a thing. Okay, Like okay. a design. All right, all right, all right. Uh, don't you try to... Make me like Hogan. I'm not going to do anything. Uh, oh. Trish, by the way, this is something I want to fucking... I, this this may be a rant on rants. Okay. Oh, God. Trish Stratus was a god-tier women's professional wrestler. Yes. And one of the things that I want to go on this fucking tirade about right now is the reason that she was a god-tier women's professional wrestler and is still remembered fondly is because when she was a babyface, she was a compelling babyface. Her actions in ring and her facial expressions and everything about her screamed babyface. And as a heel, her facial expressions conveyed so much emotion. And as a heel, she was allowed to be a flawed character. And you can't do that anymore, and it's infuriating. Like, when people, like, the reason that Trish got, and, and like, I, I will, okay, I will take any association that she had with a male performer out of the equation here. Okay. For the point that I'm about to make, because it's very easy to be like, okay, well, they portrayed her as, you know, she would sleep with a guy to get yeah. a favor. That worked at the time. Will it hold up now? Absolutely not. Should they have done it then? Nope. Not going to defend that. However... Let's remove that from what I'm about to say. Okay. As a heel, 
She is a conniving, devious, brutal, and mean woman. She mm-hmm. insults her opponents. She tries to hurt them. She cheats when she can to win matches. She, you know, takes cheap shots, she, you know, whatever. She is a flawed fucking character, and the fans are given a reason to be like, boo this woman. <laughs> we want her to lose this match against this babyface woman that she is in the ring with. Correct. And now you can't do that because it gets interpreted as you're making women look bad which is not necessarily the case. Trish Stratus being a heel doesn't make women look bad. It makes that character look bad because it's a bad fucking character because she's a fucking heel. No, dude, you can't do that. Charlotte has to be the best wrestler of all time. But but still, somehow you're supposed to boo her. Exactly. You're wrestling royalty. You're fucking huge and fast. You're awesome. (laughs) You're strong. Like I was never arguing that. But for some reason, I'm supposed to boo you, and then whenever she cuts promos about, like, yeah, I'm better than all these bitches, I'm like, we know. It's been demonstrably shown to us. Yes. Time after time for years. Time after time. So then you don't boo her, and then now we have currently... This should have been the fucking news segment, but here we are. Uh, Now we have Rhea Ripley, who shows up on Raw, is like, I want to fucking have a title match, has the title match wins and now is just kind of like there and I'm like if you're a fan and you haven't watched Rhea Ripley before if you don't watch NXT or anything give me a reason to care about this fucking person yeah beyond buzzwords the nightmare Rhea Ripley what the fuck does that mean (laughs) she wins and loses the same amount of matches as anybody else yeah like it's it's to me, there's this weird chicken-to-the-egg scenario with women wrestling, especially now, where uh, the argument can be made of... Okay, so, like, for example, a couple of years ago when they did the Evolution pay-per-view, the all-women's pay-per-view, that was their lowest-drawing pay-per-view that they ran in a number, number of years. So, the argument is, oh, well, women's wrestling doesn't draw money, so we're not positioning them to. But then the outside argument to that is, if you position them to, then they would draw money. Mm-hmm. And it is, and honestly, I don't have the solution to that. It is a vicious back and forth chicken or egg scenario. But it's the thing where I'm like, the women that become stars are presented as straw as straws as stars. <laughs> Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey fucking main evented WrestleMania. You want my honest opinion on that? Without Ronda Rousey, that don't happen. Yeah, because she's a star. People want to fucking see her. They believe everything about her. She was presented as one. Yes. She was booked and protected as one. Like, it's not the women's fault. It's not that they're bad or anything like that. They're on TV. They, they, they're they all good to great. But goddamn, like, they won't let any of them be a human being. So then they're all just, you know female amorphous blobs are yeah. just there on TV saying the same and everything that I'm saying right now I could easily say about the men at this with, point with yeah. a handful of exceptions yeah but I'm talking maybe more specifically on Raw but like you know what I mean and it's something where it's like I feel like we, we talked on the recent episode about how badly they fuck up people WWE might fuck up their women's roster 
to the 10th degree compared to everyone. How the fuck do you have Shayna Baszler? And I don't care now. I I have no clue. I, I mean, they, they've... They have taken 100% of the women that I have cared about and made them completely boring and useless to me. Yeah. I Rhea Ripley... Shout out to Cole Havens. We love Rhea Ripley. Sure. She's the champion, and I am given. And I, I like zero her too. I'm a, I, to I enjoy care. her work and everything. Yeah. Like she, and she's great. But you're absolutely right. Why should I give a shit? Yeah. Who the fuck is she? Rhea Ripley, you see. But what does that mean? Well, you see, it means that she's Rhea Ripley. Like, with Shayna Baszler, you could at least say. Yeah, she has a background in MMA. She's a straight-up fucking badass. That was enough for me. That's something. That's anything. That was enough for me. And then she went and then to she was booked the main and presented roster. as that. And then now she's at the main roster, and she's losing to fucking dolls. Yep. Yep. Like, I just hate everything. I wish that the, if the WWE had had the women's roster, like, talent-wise, now that they did... I, I, it's so insane that I'm saying this. In the early aughts, it would have been fucking incredible. Because, like, we've talked on here a lot about how, like, when Trish started, she wasn't good. Yeah. But she became, you know, just peak, right? Yeah. Now imagine that booking and that creative direction that they had then with, like, you know, Trish and Lee, the main event Raw. You know, that was, like, the first time that that had been done. And they killed it. They absolutely fucking killed it. It was great. Now imagine having that booking and that creative ability and that, that you know, whatever, and you have Shayna Baszler, and you have Charlotte, and you have uh, Becky Lynch, and you have any of them. Any of them. Dude. Pick a fucking... Draw a name out of a fucking hat. Dude. It, it's infuriating. Next level. Like... I hope that... At, here's hoping. Literally, that's the only word I can use. I hope they get their act together when fans come back. Sure, I, like, I do too. I hope that does something. It, it, it's a thing too where it's like, okay, so like you and me have talked about like when we were kids and we're watching wrestling, right? And we're, yep. and we're falling in love with it. As as boys, we would see guys on the screen and we would identify with them and be like, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. It is so hard for me to fathom right now a young girl falling into wrestling and seeing the women's wrestling that WWE presents now and saying, I want to be like that. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. I'm sure that it does. Yeah. That's just something that I can't wrap my fucking head around. It's just not well right now. It's and maybe unwell. I'm more well-spoken to talk about it from a boy's perspective. It's hard for me to imagine a young boy watching wrestling right now, watching WWE is what I should say here, and seeing... I don't, anyone but Roman Reigns and saying, I want to be that guy. Yeah. Like, who the fuck are they going to identify with right now? They Honestly, win this week, they lose last week. Tell me, point me one motherfucker that wants to be Apollo Crews right now. <laughs> and uh, Yeah. And it's a shame because he's good. He's awesome. But as it goes with 100%, sorry, 99% because Roman sure. Reigns is an exception. I'm given zero reason to care. <laughs> and that is the only thing I need. <laughs> Just all reason to care. Right. Like, the only people right now that maybe to answer my question, honestly, might be the New Day. 
Sure. And it's it's just because like somehow they're so good that they transcend the bullshit that they're booked into doing. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure if I was can you pressed, I would come up with more examples. Legitimately, like, can you tell me what who the tag team champions are on either brand? AJ and Omos on Raw, and SmackDown, SmackDown, SmackDown. Uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, fucking Ray and Dominic. Okay, it took you a while. That was a struggle, honestly. I, I don't know how I knew the AJ one so fast. The, uh, the tag division is non-existent. Nil. But the, the better question is, can you name three teams counting the champions on either brand? <laughs> Only because you mentioned them, uh, New Day. So, okay, so New Day, AJ, and Omos, that's two. And then Ray and Dominic. No, they're on SmackDown. Oh, okay, you mean on Raw. I'm, yeah, I'm on, name, I'm... name three on Raw or three on SmackDown. Let's see, Street Profits are on SmackDown. <laughs> okay, so there's two. Um. This shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> That's the fucking it's, point. Yeah. Like, there was a time where I could have told you, I'll bet right now if you gave me an early 2000s, late 90s year, I might be able to name six tag teams. Do you want, that me, were... to... Do you want me to do it? Or no? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. two. 2002. Okay. 2002, we still had the Hardys. Okay. We still had the Dudleys. Okay. We, 2002 was Mania 17. We did not have Edge and Christian. Okay. No, we did. We did. We had Edge and Christian. Okay. Yeah, you know more than me. So there's there's three right off the bat, and those are three great teams. We had the APA. Okay. Uh, we would have had Taz and Spike Dudley. That was a little random oh, wow. tag team. Uh, so there's five. Lance Storm and... Oh, wait. Uh, X-Factor. X-Pac and Justin Credible. Okay. There's six. Just And there's more. And I know there's, there's, there's more. There's easily more. Two, uh, too Cool, I think, were not quite a thing, but then that would have been Scotty and Rikishi. So, you know what I mean? Like, And that was within a few seconds I was able to name that many teams. And most of them... A couple of them never even won the tag belts. And I can't even name a third team on either brand. No. Fucking disgraceful. Where are we at on this show? We're still at Jericho versus Christian and Trish. This was great. We haven't even talked about the match yet. I enjoyed the match a lot. Uh, um, I I want to say hilarious misogyny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did want to say though, um, this might be my favorite Jericho gear of all time. Uh, the teal with the gold and black designs. Yeah. Mania nineteen. Real good. Yeah. Very good shit. Um. So the reverse DDT off the middle rope, like where bro, there's there a lot of innovative offense. Love this. Which, Love by it. the way, that's something that should be brought back by somebody. Maybe you. Uh, um, for the finish though. Weird. I remember Jericho going over with it for a bit at this point, and I was just kind of like, I don't know how I felt about it. Yeah, that was it. Was kind of weird. I'm okay with it. I'm also okay with Christian doing a clover leaf. Yeah, major up for that for this point. Uh. Um, I don't know, man. I just love these two together. Yeah, to me, wrestling. They, they were always fucking money. They were good at the wrestle. Uh, oh. dude, what? What? <laughs> so next segment, right? Well, hold on. Before we go to that, I just want to say Christian with the spike of the century off that bulldog. Yep, that's just it was. It's it might be my the best spike of all time. It's up there. Um, 
Besides, I think Ricochet. Jericho also ate hell at Mania twenty on the DDT from Christian, the Impaler DDT. Mm. He he spiked on that and it was gnarly. Oi, dude, do we have to talk about this next segment? We sure do. So this next segment is Eugene wandering around backstage with the WWE Divas magazine, seemingly horned up, looking at it, and somehow wanders into the Divas locker room. There's this hilarious bit where, and I'm saying hilarious facetiously, uh, Gail Kim is in her underwear, which is no more or less revealing than her wrestling gear, by the way. Sees Eugene, screams. Eugene kind of playfully screams back. Molly Holly walks over. Eugene screams because she's not got any hair. She's not wearing her wig. She screams. Regal comes in, calms everyone down, screams, checks out Gail Kim, gets told to get the fuck out. My only note on this just says this was well shot. <laughs> it, it really is. The way that when Eugene's walking down the back aisleway, just what looking in this magazine, you see what he's looking at, you see the magazine, the camera pans over, you see the sign that says women's locker room, which I don't think featured a door, and <laughs> like slapstick yeah. comedy, was it for me? Eh. I don't know. Does it hold up? Nope. No. <laughs> not a bit. Not not a horse bit. Not a horse bit or collar. What's up next, though? Victoria versus Lita. Big fan. Yeah. Yep. Lita uh, for science. Victoria also for science and because wrestling. Uh, Victoria was so good. Yeah. And it sucks that they kind of have they they have her uh, theme music dubbed over here because she had two very good theme songs. One, the first one was Tattoo. All the things she said, which was... Tattoo. Yep, tattoo. <laughs> uh, and then the second one started with, I ain't the lady to mess with. Whoop! Oh, I like that one. Yeah, that I was remember that one. one. So, I fucking loved this. Mm-hmm. They, like, were doing some, like, wrestle. And I was like, oh, shit! Yeah, uh, Lita. Uh, my next note, Lita. God tier. She was up there with Trish. Dude, that, I always me... thought that Lita was more of a brawler, but she's doing, like, grapple. Have you ever seen... you? Clearly haven't. She was in ECW. You know that? I did not. Yeah, Miss her name in ECW was Miss Congeniality. I did hear about this, but you know I like good wrestling, so you rap. I stuck with Uh, WWE. She, uh, yeah, she did a lot of lucha libre. There's a lot of very good wrestling in this. Uh, Great finish, brilliant, Mm -hmm. good stuff. I love Victoria's fireman carry, swing you around, sidewalk slam move. I got a note on that. It was fucking awesome. Makes me want to do it. <laughs> I literally s- said to myself, Tom should do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I this is good. Just yeah. Great just stuff. And it's so weird to see like face-face women wrestling match goes to a clean finish. Mm-hmm. There's no bullshit. Like, what, what the fuck? You There's know? bullshit like, afterwards, but yeah, there, sure, was, a, but there like, was a thing. There was a finish. Uh, the finish was actually also very good because Lita was winning matches with the DDT. So it's basically DDT, no, go for my thing, no, into roll-up, finish. Uh, I dug it. I love a thing into a thing into a thing into a roll-up, one, two, three. I did that with somehow, shockingly, the only, I think the only roll-up finish on this show? We haven't, we haven't had one yet. It's 04, so I think you're probably right. They hadn't yet figured out that it's the most everything moving on in sports <laughs> entertainment. Correct. Now, my next note, because I'm watching this pay-per-view and I'm like, 
Not sure why we're here. Here we go! <laughs> here we go. That's my next note, too. Because this is the reason I picked this show. Randall Orton versus Mick Foley. Uh, I'd always seen... I mean, I, I would... As a child, I would go on YouTube and be like, Randy Orton, Titan Tron. Because I loved... Yep. I loved what... The fucking... There's two big moments in this match yep. that I will get to that are in that video package. So I've, I've been familiar with this. Right. To a certain extent. But I've never seen it, like, all the way through. The build for this was incredible. The video package, yeah, as, as always, is been Ooh. fucking great. This one, like, this one's next level, though. And it, it's f- it's odd for me because, like, Foley is a, is somebody that I can appreciate his work and everything, but he never really was my guy, and still, you know, frankly, isn't. But there are things that Foley has done that I do think, you know, maybe subconsciously influenced me. Mm-hmm. His I I will always love Foley's promos more than I'm gonna love his ring. Work. Yeah, that's just and that's more fair for me. Uh, the the video for this is great. The the closing, the basically the promo that that fully cuts for this match is incredible, even by his standards. He, and he's cut a lot of great promos. Yeah, and there's lines in it that I absolutely. Uh, you and me were talking earlier today about like great lines in promos mm-hmm. when he's talking about like all the men that he'd you know done this shit to, and he says these were honorable men. I'm like that few words there. Yeah, it is so good. They never. What is it? They it tells never, the whole story. They never spit in my face. And then it shows the clip of, of Orton doing it. They yeah. never took cheap shot after cheap shot or double team after double. Like yep. the. Also, it has a. Uh, uh, one of my favorite matches of all time is Foley and Triple H from the Rumble 2000. Mm-hmm. There's a shot in the video package that is from that match, and it's just Foley standing in the ring, just staring, and he looks maniacal. Yeah, like just absolutely, it's it's the most like a serial killer I think he's ever looked is in that one moment in that match before it actually starts, and it's in this video package. And I was like so glad seeing that. Yes. Uh, y- yeah. That okay. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give the t- the floor to you on this because your thoughts on this I think are gonna be more interesting than mine. So first of all, uh, this was before the Orton pose was turned to the one side. He just does the. And I know that at right. first it was just straight on before he turned it to the one side, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't know. I'm obsessed with the Orton pose. So this match was fucking insane, <laughs> right? Because like I had known like Orton did this match. Like I was vaguely familiar with this, but like seeing it, it's like something I've never seen Orton do before. Because I, I mean, he's taken some crazy like bumps onto like sure. some steel steps, whatever the case may be, but like fucking tax and barbed wire. This is fucking insane. And, like, this is, like... I'm okay with this. When you right. start bringing light tubes and glass and fucking gusset plates and stuff, that's where I turn off. For me... For me, the... Okay. I, I'm with you. I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason that this is happening. Yeah! That's the thing, too. And the, the psychology behind it is is brilliant because... During the build and the promos and everything, they talk about all these things that Foley had been through. The, the only one that they can't uh, pay off is the tease of the fire. Yeah. Which, part of me is like, why even tease it? No one would have cared. But they do that because part of the build and everything was he was in the exploding matches in Japan. Yeah. He's been in barbed He's been in tacks. He's been thrown off the... All these things that they talk about Foley going through in his career all happen in the duration of this one match. 
to me, that's the thing that is, yeah, like the the magnificent psychology behind it. Like in my mind, nobody can blend storytelling and hardcore better than Mick Foley. I I I, I agree, and I think that this is like the perfect example of that. Yeah, it it, it it's incredible. It's yeah. just fucking. Cr- it's the, so the good. The pace is great. Um, I do have a note here that says I do love Lawler laughing at pain because they, at some point relatively early on they, they're they brawling up onto the ramp swinging a miss and Orton just dumps him with a belly to back suplex on the ramp and Lawler's response is to just go woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo which <laughs> is probably quite frankly I think it's actually the worker in him coming out because you've been in enough locker rooms to know that like if you're watching a match Somebody does something ridiculous, they come to the back, you do go up to them and you're just like, holy shit, man. <laughs> yeah. You, you fucking murder, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do laugh at somebody else's pain. And Damn right. Anytime that that comes out, Lawler did it. JR obviously never did. Yeah. But anytime that comes out, I do, I, I do chuckle. Speaking of JR. Sure. This call. Yes. That is going to break your brain for th- for reasons that these listeners will not Bring it. understand. At one point, they're brawling on the outside. Uh-huh. Orton throws a European uppercut, uh-huh. and JR says, and I quote, nice forearm there for Randy Orton. Son of a bitch. So apparently it is that hard to tell. God damn it. All right. Uh, <sighs> okay, so... One of the only times Orton bled. Dripping. Yep. And the amount... Of tacks in his arm and hand. The hand is what gets me. Aye. Like, I, having taken the tacks, I was very lucky to not get them in my hand because I'm a big bitch. But. There's that one point in the match when they're fighting back from the ramp. And he's just pulling them and out. And he's pulling them out of his back. He's yep. like going. <laughs> I yep. can just imagine how, ugh, God. Uh, Speaking of, so also good. you have a figure of this exact gear that uh, Orton was wearing. Yes, that's not mine, but yes, it is definitely here. I, I noticed that today because I watched the show today. Yes. Uh, guys, the guest room's awesome, by the way. If you haven't ever like really gotten that conveyed, uh, it's dope. Yeah, yeah, most dope. Yep. Not CJ Esparza. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, dude. I'm just looking just... around admiring all these things. Um, the barbed wire uh, board? Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> because. Um, got, got to. to. Um, uh, throwing Orton off the stage. And then following it up with the elbow drop. And yep. like, one of the, like, something that I got this time rewatching it, I've seen this match countless times. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked how much time there is in between throwing Orton off the stage and then delivering yeah. that elbow drop. Because they... Again, this is me praising Foley. He understands that if you do them back-to-back, just rapid fire, because he could have easily chucked him and be like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going now. Yeah. <laughs> he, he legit lets that moment resonate and then follows up. Mm-hmm. In my mind, this made Orton. Fair. Like, that's fair. A few months after this, he's world champion. By SummerSlam of this year. Yeah. Like, it's just, uh my yeah. last note on this is, God damn, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, we then have an ad for John Cena's DVD. 
which I'm pretty sure I did own. <laughs> there uh, you go. I'll tell you this. There's a good Lawler line uh, after that. Fucking <laughs> he's so mad. After that ad for John Cena where they're talking about Randy Orton pulling off the upset because the finish, by the way, is an RKO onto the barbed wire bat. Jesus. Which is insane. Um, and here's the thing. This is the line that Lawler has used a bunch of times, but I don't give a shit because this was the time that, where I caught it. He's basically trying to make JR put over Randy Orton, and JR doesn't you know, want to do it because he's a heel or whatever. And he says, if Randy Orton came out here and walked on water, you'd complain because he can't swim. Yeah, that is a good line. Can't take that away from him. Uh, my next note I'll just take says, his life away from him. Oh, God! Uh, my next note just says, Oh, good, La Resistance. I said La Resistance. Why? Rosie and Hurricane. Yeah, it was fun. Versus Hurricane and not Jamal. <laughs> no top on the Hurricane. Weird, but I'm okay with it. Uh, Rosie, you can't really quite see it with the mask on. Looks so much like Roman in the face. Dude. It's haunting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, my only real notes on this, at some point in the midway through, one of the Lazarus Hans guys does total anarchy off the turnbuckle. Jesus. Um, And then there's Eugene. I have a couple notes here. Go for it. Before we go to Eugene. Yes. Well, actually, I have three. One of them concerns Eugene. One... Couldn't care about Rob Conway or Sylvan if you paid me. Yeah. Two, here comes Eugene. Yep. And three, interesting that this this match holds the world's first cold tag. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's Eugene running shenanigans. The faces win via distraction. Yep, which, again, plays into my... There's a lot of odd finishes on this show. Thing. Uh, weird. I don't understand. Uh, next up, we have Edge's first match back in over a year, playing into previous episode where we talked about the show where he was pulled because of neck injury and then gone for over a year. So does Edge hold the record for most amount of returns? <laughs> Dude, it seems like it's his thing <laughs> at this point. Also, Edge looks big as shit. Yeah. Like, there's points in this match where they're talking about, like, Kane being, like, 6'9", 6'10", and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, Edge ain't that much fucking shorter than him. <laughs> and you've always n- said Edge was a smaller guy. What what What's happening right now? Um. So, like, I kind of feel like this comeback was fumbled. Yeah. And this, part this... of it is because he's cursed, and he broke his fucking hand after he came back. Which was legit, and they put him in the cast. But, I, I don't know, it felt like they were trying to get over this whole, like, badass babyface anti-hero thing where he just spears people. Eh. Didn't take. I, I, I Yeah, I really didn't care for it. He has his old theme here, it's not even the Rob Zombie one. <laughs> yeah. Which, Edge's themes, rank them, go. Um... So, uh, at the bottom is this one. Okay. Um, Rob Zombo. Uh huh. And then Metalingus. That is the correct ranking. Zombo? Uh, <laughs> Zob Rombi. Zombo? Um, <laughs> Edge at this point I felt like was good but not great. Yeah. I, I, I really I just, don't think he got great until rated R. Yeah. Edge. Fair. 
the Glen is the best strike in professional wrestling history. Incredible take. <laughs> Unbelievable take. That's that's not true, but okay. it's it's up there. Uh, he did, hits a real good one in this match. Uh, yeah, he does. Uh, did you notice that they're chanting "You screwed Brett," but it's not because I straight up I was like, "Are they chanting you screwed Matt already?" <laughs> because that seemed very premature, which it it was. Yeah. Nope, they're chanting "You screwed Brett" because Earl Hebner is the ref. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, these just, guys just don't have great chemistry. I didn't feel it. With the, the crowd with these was two. out of it. Um. And again, an interesting finish. The, uh, the ref bails uh, out of the ring to avoid being speared. I like that. Yeah. Edge kicks Kane in the dick, hits him with the cast, which was forbidden. Spear finish. So I would like, have been okay with it if it was just the cast, but the dick kick was like, what are you doing here? Sure, because it's the thing where I'm like, you're the returning babyface guy. I'm supposed like... Because people, people want to see him hit the dude with the cast. Sure. Sure, sure, absolutely. So that's the, that's, that's the why I'm, I'm okay with the match. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the dick kick, I was like, "What are you doing here, dude?" But uh, anyway, didn't care for it. Yeah, it was fine. Another interesting finish, though. Main event time. Uh, so we're running it back. Benoit, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Triple Threat match, World Heavyweight Title on the line in Benoit's hometown. So, quick note before we get into this match. Because they knew that Backlash was going to be in Edmonton, there was consideration of not putting it on Benoit Mania and holding off until Backlash. And that's it. And it's a thing where I'm like, I'm regardless of everything that happened afterwards, in that moment, if you just put yourself there, I'm glad that wasn't the route. Yeah. What a, what a horrid ending to tw- Mania 20 it would have been. Unless they had switched it and had Eddie and Angle go on last, maybe. But the yeah, idea... But I mean that... The, the regardless. Icon- Eddie and... and Because this is a Raw-only pay-per-view. Yeah. Eddie and Benoit and with the arms... With ra- the confetti? That, that's, that's one of the best uh, moments in the history tier. of wrestling. Yeah. Granted, it's tainted by shit that happened afterwards. But I again, you got to look at it from that moment. Like, yeah. But there, no, like there was legit con- consideration of like, oh well, fuck! If Weird. we just wait a month, he can actually win it in his hometown. What a great moment! And it's like, thank God you didn't do that. Uh, I do love that at Mania he taps out Triple H to his hold. Here, the finishes he taps out Sean to the Sharpshooter mm-hmm. because what more do you give those people? Just beautiful. The- They'll never want a person to lose more than they want Shawn Michaels to lose, and they'll never want him to lose more in any fashion than the sharpshooter. Yeah, and they 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 for so long. Yeah, he's in that hold, and I love that so much. Um, so one of my notes here: thoughts on Triple H. I've never been a really big Triple H guy. I think I respect him more retrospectively, but like as a kid, I was never like, eh. yeah, I'm with you. It's it. That's the guy that like now when I go back, I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah. At the time, nope. Not nope, my guy. Nope, 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 not a bit. I I would I would have watched a bag of sand. <laughs> a, a line in the sand. Yep, absolutely. I was like, I hate this. You know what I mean? And it wasn't even like that fun hate. I was like, I I just couldn't stand it. Yeah. You know, th- there were actual times where I would like walk out of the room. <laughs> really? Because like, I, I, I don't give a shit. He's gonna fucking win. 
You know, he, he does the pedigree. That's it. The only times I really gave a shit was when he lost. And I know that that's by design. I understand that now. But mm-hmm. in that moment as a kid and as a fan, I was like, nope. Yeah. Uh, Sean, Sean, come here, you. You hooked the sharpshooter, okay? And it was wrong! <laughs> what are you doing? Get the fuck out! Get out! So that's my Gordon Ramsay impression. It's very good. And he also did Sean hook it wrong. Sharpshooter wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It really infuriated me. Now, let me. me ask you this. And I'm only asking this because of the person involved here. Okay. There's not a doubt in my fucking mind that Shawn Michaels knows how to do the sharpshooter correctly. Okay. Is it possible that because he knew him doing the sharpshooter in this situation would get heat, that he did it improperly, intentionally, only to get more heat? Uh, it's entirely possible, but I don't think that that's the case. I don't know what the case may be. I feel like... I don't feel like he would have thought of it that way. I felt like he would have been like, I'm getting enough heat doing the sure? move in the first place. I feel like he would have gotten more heat doing it right. Maybe. You know what I mean? But they buy the, but they buy that's the finish, especially with Earl as the ref. And yeah, Triple that was H beautiful. And, and Triple H out of the ring. That was beautiful. That's the thing where I'm like... That's the moment where I'm like, here's the thing. Like, you and me can sit here and be like, oh, man, that's brilliant. But Shawn Michaels is fucking playing chess while you and me are playing checkers. Yeah. Yeah. Part whatever. Of me, part, I'm not saying he did. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this is for certain. But I will say that watching that from the worker's perspective, I'm like, oh, man, they don't care that it's put on wrong. That crowd actually, for, for a moment, thought that was that. You know what I mean? So I, I that's fair. It, I, I I don't, I don't know. think I, that's I just the think case. It's something but fun to think about. I don't either. But that's, frankly, but uh, so Sean dies going through that table. Holy lord! <laughs> he just what a fucking bump. goes for the crossbody on the off the top on the both of them. They both move and he um, goes right through the table. Something that happens on the entrances for this, by the way, where I was like, oh my god, this is painful to watch. You know, from this point of view, they show a fucking shot of Benoit's family in the front row. Nancy and Daniel included. And I'm like... Retrospect, man. Dude, it's painful. Yeah. Fucking painful. Uh, And I see no bravery. Actually, you know what? Let's let's plug that real quick. Yeah. If you're listening to this right now and you want to watch a wrestling music video that will fucking move you, (laughs) and if it doesn't, Get out of my America and, <laughs> and off of my earth. You go to YouTube right now and you type in third, but it's TH3RD, no bravery. You watch that somewhere where you can listen to it and pay attention to it. If that doesn't fucking make your liver quiver, I don't want to fucking talk to you. Uh, liver quiver, okay. Uh, so, did you, mo- did you notice Sean's shit-talking fans at the very beginning? Like, before the bell rings, he's shit-talking people about Brett. I love that. I, I watched it. Okay, so, again, not a visual medium, but I have to do it for Braden here. There are fans in the front fucking row of whatever corner Sean is in, which I then noticed he never feeds back to that corner. It's uh, from the hard cam. It's the, the near left. Mm-hmm. 
There are fans in that front row standing up, and they are yelling and screaming at him about, and I can tell that it's about Brett, and he looks and turns, and I'm going to try to describe my hand motions here for you guys listening. He looks and turns and says, yeah, I screwed Brett, and I've got a lot of money, and he's doing the, like, with both hands, the thumb to your two fingers money phrase, and he's broke, and does the I'm breaking a stick. Oh, wow. Motion. Yeah. Before the bell rings. Jesus. And I'm like, that, honestly, the shit, like, that's the shit that makes me like Sean more. Yeah. Is that whenever he's in that situation, he's just kind of like, yeah, fuck you. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, I'm a born-again Christian. I found the light and everything else. Eat shit, you know? <laughs> like, Love that. Shawn Michaels, after being down for a hundred years, breaking uh-huh. up the pin on that pedigree was so Money. good. Money. They get a ton of time on this. Yeah. Like, at one point early on, I paused it. There was 30 minutes left in the paper. <laughs> this is a 30-minute-plus triple threat match. Damn right. Uh, I... I liked it. I don't like this as much as the Mania one. That's fair. I think that might be one of the few matches on WrestleMania 20 I haven't seen. Excuse me? I'm not I'm kidding. I'm glad there's a pause there, by the way. I was taking a drink, but that only adds to it. Yeah. Really? You've never seen that? Yeah, I, I've seen I know a couple matches. It. I don't know why I'm asking, but... Uh... And that's one that that's one that didn't even cross my mind when I was thinking of shows Absolutely to do. Absolutely fascinating. Uh... That'll be on the fuck board later. Sure, sure. Uh, on my list of best triple threats ever, by the way. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, this one is good. I, the Sweet. Mania one, to me, is just notches above. Maybe, it, also, maybe because it's shorter, maybe it's a better build. I don't know. I, whatever. Yeah. Could um, be a hundred different things. Um, Long match. Yes, yes. I, th- I, I thought this was awesome, though. I enjoyed it, for yeah. sure. Uh, one of the things I wanted to point out to a note here, I had the speed of Benoit's rise in this company. Okay. Because there was a time where, you know, you, they would bring somebody in, yeah, and for them to go from hey we're bringing you in to you're a main event guy, took some time. Mm-hmm. Like, Sean was the you all right? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. Good. Whoa. Now we're talking. All right. It, it's the thing where it's like, okay, Sean would have been brought in in like, I think eighty eight ish, as a tag team. Obviously, mm-hmm. they end up doing the split and everything. Blah blah. Doesn't barbershop win. window. Yep. Yep. Doesn't win the belt until like ninety five. Uh, when did they break up? Ninety three. Yeah. Where's wow. Cole at? I need. We need Cole Havens for this. <laughs> uh. So anyway, so that's a bit of a Benoit came in. In early 2000. Okay. Yeah. Well, here we are in still pretty early 2004, and he's already world champion. Mm-hmm. And had accomplished a lot in those four years. Yes. I, I For some reason, I just think that's interesting to be like, in four fucking years... Now, granted, he was a made guy before he came... He walked in those doors. Yes. You know, but... I don't know. I, I, I think stuff like that is fascinating, where it's like... And, but the thing is now it's even shorter because it's like AJ came in in 2016 mm-hmm. and within I think six months maybe eight was WWE champion Jesus you know what I mean that's like, insane though yeah but again he was a made guy the moment he walked in yeah but and he I, I don't want to say that 
I was going to say even more than Benoit, but maybe not true. I might argue equivalent just because of the yeah. differing times where it's like, yeah. you know, that's Benoit, why, was that's on, why I was like, Benoit was on top in WCW, AJ yeah. was on top every place on earth but WWE, yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought this match was awesome. Finish was, finish was incredible. Okay. Let me ask your opinion on this finish because I, I did have a note that it was a, a very interesting finish. Do you think that it was just Sean has been in the hold for too long and he can't take it and taps out even though Triple H is clearly coming to make the save? That's how I took it, yeah. Okay. Why? So because I know that after this, these guys go their separate ways, but Triple H and uh, Sean continue to feud. Surprising. Yeah. Part of me almost thought, I wonder if the idea was... Now, this is a layer of storytelling that WWE, even then, would have never told. I almost wondered if the story was, Sean's in the hold, he's in agony, he sees Triple H coming to make the save, and basically it's the, if I can't have it, you can't either. That would be awesome. Honestly, that would be awesome. Either way... Before Triple H can make the save. Either way is great. And I kind of wish that wasn't part of their feud after this. I wish it had been. That would have been awesome. Honestly, yeah. Like, if he would have cut some promo about how, like, yeah, I was in pain, but the moment that I knew you were going to break that hold up, I wanted you to know that you had lost, and I wanted you to watch it happen. That would have been awesome. Which to me is some very deep, deep, deep shit. Yeah. In a good way. But... I don't. So, know, I, I think your take on it is probably what they were going for more than yeah. anything. Because he's in that sharpshooter for ages. Yeah, which only makes it better. I think. Because yeah. I think the longer it goes on, especially this crowd being that it's the sharpshooter and Shawn Michaels, this crowd was like, "Come on, come on, come on!" Like the longer it goes. on. And also, on, do you think it's the thing where it's like the longer it goes on, the more you think, "Oh, this isn't the finish." That too. So then, when it is, you're like, "Ah, I think shit. it's a mixture of both. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um. Overall, just uh, I like this show. Solid. This is solid. This is a good show. I wouldn't recommend the whole show. <laughs> I would recommend two matches. Oh yeah, this one and um, uh, Orton Foley. Orton Foley, exactly. Yeah. So that's why I'm gonna put up at a 45 again. Yeah, yeah. My hogs at a 45. Uh, I'm with you on that. I don't um, know. We do a thumb rating here. Solid <laughs> thumb rod. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, no, I, I concur. All right, let's fucking plug stuff, and then we'll wrap this up, and then you and me are going to fucking hang out and watch some wrestling. Uh, so, uh, Dakota Fanning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyway, so... Unbelievably successful actress, Dakota <laughs> Fanning. Yep. Friend of the show. Yep. Um, most notably in Twilight. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> is Why, she? she is in Twi- Twilight. One right. of them. Or two of them. I don't care. Oh, dude, I had a girlfriend that made me watch, uh, I think, the first two or three of those in a row. Like, we we binge-watched them. Why do you hate your life? (laughs) At the time, you know, whatever. (laughs) When it was done, she was like, what'd you think? I was like, those are some of the worst movies I've ever seen in my fucking life. (laughs) And we got in this huge argument about it, and she's like, you know, what don't you get? And I'm like, who the fuck cares about that girl? You're You're a vampire. You're awesome. You're a werewolf. That's awesome. You're You're huge huge and fast. (laughs) Yes! This this girl is boring and office hot. 
and just not funny. Like, that is she's, so funny that I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> she is standard trash. Get the fuck out of here. Like, to me, if I'm a vampire, I'm immortal, and some woman's going to come along and fucking change my entire existence, you, you got to give me more than this. What, yeah. what, what am I looking at here? Come on. What are you know, doing? Man. What are you saying? She, she's what not even doing? fun. What are you doing? I knew that. What's uh, Kirsten... Kristen, no. What's Chris, Kristen Stewart? Kristen Stewart, yeah. Take Kristen Stewart away. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Gonna give up being a werewolf or Kristen Stewart? What are you doing? <laughs> Dude, look at how small those waveforms are. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not... That's why when I when I get quiet, I like What are you doing? You want to be an immortal vampire for centuries and all of a sudden Kristen Stewart is the one that makes you want to be human? What the fuck is wrong with you? Look at her. She looks like a goddamn popsicle stick with googly eyes on it. Has an equal amount of personality. What do you think Kristen Stewart's best joke is? I bet it starts with knock knock. Like, step into the sunlight. What are you doing? You think you're some, uh, invincible to sunlight guy? I'm sorry, sir. It just, the, the sunlight only makes me sparkle. <laughs> I knew that. And even that. You you can't figure out a way to live. You can't figure out a way to live. Wear long sleeves, put some goddamn uh uh foundation on the parts of your skin that are exposed, man. And just go out. Here's the thing. I'm sure that the director or the book writer, whoever the fuck came up with that idea was like, "How can I make vampires lame?" Right? I'm I'm going to take this concept that's inherently cool. And I need to make it suck. Which, it's, it, which it's, it's already it's, happened. It's the ultimate warrior mindset. I've got, I've got everything in my disposal to, to make this good, but I'm going to do the best I can to make it lame. As soon as it was in, like, as soon as people started saying, well, if you don't invite a vampire in, it can't come to your house. That's when I was like, all right, guys, what are we doing here? Yeah. Who yeah. said that? Yeah. Not like, all not all vampires are the count. They don't have to stop and count all the rice. They're not allergic to garlic. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Like my favorite vampires, it's okay. You you stay out of sunlight. You can turn into a bat. Yep. If you need to. Okay. You need blood to survive. You are immortal. Correct. That's that. Like, you know what's a great fucking uh, vampire movie? And then the ending makes it just go straight in the shitter. 30 days of night. Mm. So the concept is, okay, fucking fuck all Alaska, right? Where the sun sets for weeks at a time. Yes. It's up for weeks at a time. So the whole concept of every vampire movie you've ever seen is, oh man, if we just make it until dawn, we're okay, right? This movie takes place up there. So these vampires come to this town where it's going to be night for a month. That's amazing. What a perfect, perfect setup, right? Yeah. And it's good. It's great. It's fucking awesome. And then the ending of that movie goes straight up its own ass. And I'm sitting here like, how can you have such a fresh take on this that's dope? Because then you even have the the other horror movie trope set up. There's nowhere to run. Where do you go? You're in the frozen fucking tundra. Yeah. You know what I mean? This sounds awesome, by the way. The way you're pitching this to me. If Right. I'm in an elevator with you right now, right? Elevator You're John pitch. Producer. You you run a fucking studio. And I go, 
Yo, I got a setup for you. Yeah, I've heard of them all before. We got a vampire movie. Okay. Set in Alaska. Round the clock night for 30 days. Nowhere to go because you're in fucking Alaska. What do you say? I say, how would you like to be the star? Right, exactly. Here's $120 million. Go make this fucking movie, right? Yeah. God damn it. This is one of our dumbest closings to this show ever. Honestly, I don't even want to plug anything. I think it's better if we just let it let it sit on this. It's going to go against every instinct I have, but I'm okay with not plugging anything. If you want to hear the four, plugs... I think you should leave season two, July yeah. 6th. If you want to hear the plugs, tune into a different episode at the end. Let, let's let's call it. Let's call it. Let's go watch something good. All right. What what should we watch? Uh, uh, P.T. Beckham versus Tyler Bodine? I wouldn't watch Tyler Bodine. <laughs> I wouldn't watch Tyler Bodine if you had a knife to my dick. So you're not that attached to your dick because Tyler Bodine's pretty awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking bludgeon you. <laughs> Are you telling me Tyler Bodine isn't the best wrestler you've ever seen? I could shit a better wrestler. <laughs> That's fair. Um, okay, bye. What are we hearing?